for her wanting to drive. She also wants to just record. And it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Sounds like Well, turn your phone on silent. Well, it. Just kidding, it's sister. Look that commercial where the lady's like, I don't have silent. I love that. Yes, ma'am. You and then we all right see here. it. Everyone has this. We all see it. He's everywhere. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, on that note, welcome to another episode of Bloody Babbles Podcast. Oh, yeah, we're recording. Yeah, we are. And I'm not editing shit. Oh my god. So we're all together. Last week we had me and Shauna. Yep. And now all three of us are in a room together. Hello. Plus we have a bonus. Hello. We have we have an audience member and her name is Bailey. <laughs> that's, that's how Bailey. Bailey. How do I even respond to that? Just like Hey. Bailey. Let's not put my full name out there. Yeah, you might want to edit that part out. I can do that. Thank you. I want to know my daughter's name. Gonna come. Her name's Brecken. Bleep it, just bleep Brecken it. Oh, I do. I'll do Challenge accepted. Now I want her to name her child Brecken. I'm naming. I've just already decided if my first girl's gonna be Brecken. Mm-hmm. I wish that that was my name so bad. It was gonna be your name until I was like on the way to the hospital, and then I. I wish that you didn't Brecken think about that. I wish you were just focused on your it. labor and that you were gonna have another kid, but you were like, I can't do Brecken, 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 just a Nazi. Yeah, I did. Breckl- you said Brecklin. Brecklin. Which is, that's Breck- even pretty. Brecklin? I know like Brecklin. I used to go think wedding at places in Breckenridge. That's- Ethan's middle name is Breck. Yes. You should have not named Brooklyn Brooklyn and given me Brecklin. Brecklin Brecklin. Brecklin is from Brooklyn. That was the entire point. Didn't, okay. Sleeping. Hmm? Okay, now we're going to talk about sad things. So that's what we're here to do. I'm probably gonna go brush my hair and do my face stuff. If it gets too sad, I'm gonna go do that. It's gonna get too sad. Real, real, real fast. I don't mess around when it comes to this. Guys, I have 16 pages of notes. Alright, girl, get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Can she record with us all the time? Oh my god. Even if you're not available, I I know she does. Don't say that. That's gross. That's over. I'm gonna be nice to my daughter. daughter. Doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being so, I hate compliments. All right, we're gonna, yeah, we're just, we're right. going. Ugly pile of crap. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah, it's mom. No, no, no. <laughs> you better put it. <laughs> sick right now. This is why, this is why Bailey's gonna move in with me. <laughs> this is why I'm, yeah. She's gonna just. Nicole's now my adopted mother. Yep. I've always wanted a daughter, and she can already write her own, but win-win. She's going to flip you off a lot. That's what she does. Oh, we're going to flip each other off. Good morning, sweetheart. How's it going? Thank you, Mom. (laughs) Breakfast was great. You're number one. That's worse. I will go, like, from literally, like, never cussing, too, to, I think, just... No, you're not. No. She's an angel. I don't ever cuss, Mom. I don't even know what those words are. That's right. I sound like my children. <laughs> oh, bless it. Okay, okay. You make other people believe Guys, that when you get stop. out of this house at a time. 16 <laughs> pages we've got to get through tonight. <laughs> plus a potential rabbit hole. Okay. All right, you guys ready? Are you ready? Yeah. 
I brought them from my house. All right, I'm going to start talking, and you guys can okay. just listen and get oh, sad. Hold on one second. Let me go grab my hairbrush. Okay, well, I'm going to start anyways. Okay, Bye. Okay, so we're talking about James Patrick Bulger. Bulger. Yeah. Stop. That's not okay. <laughs> Sorry. This is You're not going to be giggling. I'd laugh, but I noticed that I can't do it. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm this uncomfortable. Yeah, you're going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you're going to regret saying that. Okay, on Friday, February 12th, 1993, you I wasn't even born. throw in the fact that I gave you this, and this is a case that haunted me my entire life, Nicole. Because I knew you'd say that, so there you go. Kelly tortured me into doing this I did, research. I, her. I, I don't torture I, you. I, every time I would come up, I, okay, as I was researching this, I've researched several things now, because this, this is of episode 11 that we're doing um, yeah, starting at the bottom and going up is the best thing you can do. Sorry, Nicole. Keep going. No, you're fine. Sorry she interrupted you. <laughs> Goodness gracious. But no, this is the first case I've researched that actually made me... I had to stop because I started crying while I was doing... Because it's about baby. a two-year-old little boy and my baby's three. So, yeah. And we already know Shauna's a super emotional human. In 20 years, it's horrified me. So I Yeah, and, it's, and it hasn't changed. And 27 years now, because this is, yeah, okay. Now we're jumping back in. Okay, Friday, February 12th, 1993, at the New Strand Shopping Center in Boodle, a town in Sefton, Merseyside, England, two-year-old James Bolger was approached by two 10-year-old boys who led him by hand out of the shopping mall. CCTV showed the two boys, John Venables and Robert Thompson, were seeming to be seeking out a target. The boys were truant from school, which they did regularly. The two boys were seen stealing sweets, a troll doll, batteries, and a can of blue paint, some of which were found at the murder scene. In an interview later on, one of the boys said they were planning to find a child to abduct, lead him to a busy road near the center, and push him into oncoming traffic. But what happens is way, way worse. Um, James was at the mall with his mother, Denise. They were in a butcher shop on the lower floor of the center at around 3.40 p.m., when Denise was distracted shopping and realized her son had disappeared. The two boys that approached James took him by the hand and led him out of the shopping center. When investigators watched the film, they were relieved he was with children. He should be okay. What could they do to him? Okay. The footage showed the boys at 1542, 342, um, leading James out of the center. It took two minutes. That's all it took for them to take this boy from his mom. How many times? How many times have you lost your kids? Oh, Lord. And thought, every thought. Like I said, this this has been on my mind every time I've lost a child. Right. Somewhere. So I have an absolute meltdown. Mm -hmm. No one else seems to understand what you're going through in that moment. Yeah. Because no one knows. I mean, you do afterward as a mother, but. But then to have. the worst moments of my life. Um, <clears throat> the boys took him to Leeds in Liverpool Canal, a quarter of a mile from the shopping mall where the boys dropped him on his head. And suffered suffered the first injuries to his face. It said the boys joked about pushing James into the canal. Um, an eyewitness at the trial said they saw Bulger at the canal and he was crying his eyes out. The boys took him two and a half miles across Liverpool and 38 people saw the three boys, but no one intervened. Two people tried, but they claimed uh, the boys claimed he was their younger brother or said he was lost and they were taking him to the police station. They even took him into a pet shop, but they were eventually kicked out. One witness, a 15-year-old girl, said around 5.20 p.m. on February 12th, she saw a toddler with two boys. They were yards from Walton Lane 
police station at the foot of the railway embankment. She watched for about 10 seconds and then went on her way. She said the toddler was being pushed towards the road and the boy doing it was laughing. They climbed the embankment and one boy carried the two-year-old and the girl was the, that girl was the last person to see him alive. That was two hours after being with his mom? Mm-hmm. Like they just kept walking just further and further away and they end up near a police station, ironically enough. Mm-hmm. And they, when people, the people who stopped them were like, oh, hey, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, this is our little brother. Or the other person said, oh, this is our, we're, he's lost and we're taking him to the police station, which is sadly not what happens. Um, the boys were on the railway near a disused railway station in Amfield Cemetery, where the boys began to torture James. Um, all right, I think this is where it gets, yeah, this is like a trigger warning. Um, one of the boys put the blue paint they had earlier shoplifted into James' left eye. They kicked him, they stamped on him, they, and they threw bricks at him, and they threw stones. They put batteries in his mouth, and according to police, some batteries may have been inserted in into his anus, although none were found there. Um, The boys then dropped a 22-pound iron bar called a fish plate on James's head. Uh, And that didn't completely smash his head? mm, This next part kind of talks about they're they're not sure what killed him. They don't know which blow eventually took his life. I'm starting to shake. Um, Little James sustained 42 injuries, 10 skull fractures as a result of the fish plate hitting his head. Alan Williams, the case's pathologist, stated James had so many injuries it was unclear which blow took his life. Dr. Williams counted 22 bruises, splits, and grazes on James's face and head, additional to 20 on his body. The postmortem examinations revealed James had been struck at least 30 times and endured a short period of survival after the attack. It may have only been minutes, William said, on the seventh day of the trial. But he lived through much of this attack. Oh, my Lord. Uh, after the boys finished inflicting such trauma on little James, they laid his body across the railway tracks and weighted his head down with rubble in hopes that a train would hit him and make it seem like an accident. Which it did. Um, after the boys left, a train came and his body was cut in half. <sighs> I can't look up his picture. No, you don't want to. <laughs> He's so cute. He's so cute. Um, his body was discovered two days later on February 14th, 1993. These four children discovered his body playing near the tracks, and it was testified that James had already passed when the train hit his body. And I, um, I'll i link the YouTube video <clears throat> that I watched, and it shows these four little, the four kids that found him. How old were they? They probably around the boys' age, probably like nine or ten years old. Like they just, they're like, we just saw him, and we just ran. We saw his body and we ran. And how old were the kiddos who took him? Ten. There were two ten-year-old boys. And um. And pre-planned. Yeah. And they they had targeted another. Well, I'll talk about it later. But okay, it's in my nose. Huh. Okay. Police had suspected there was sexual element to the crime because James' shoes, socks, trousers, and underpants had been removed. Um, it was read in the pathologist's report in court that James's foreskin had been forcibly pulled back. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, after the boys were brought in for questioning, they were reluctant to give details and di- denied inserting any batteries into his- James's anus. <clears throat> 
At Don Venable's eventual parole, his psychiatrist Susan Bailey reported that visiting and revisiting the issue with John as a child and as an adolescent, he gives no account of any sexual element to the offense. Not that that makes it any freaking better. In connection to the scene of the crime, there were several exhibits of debris found around James's body. There was a box of 27 bricks, a bloodstained stone found near the child's found near a child's scarf, James's underpants, and an iron bar, a fish plate. Um, Dr. Williams described for 33 minutes the external injuries James sustained. Many were done to his legs, as the prosecution claimed he had been stripped naked from the waist down based on his leg injuries, as well as the foreskin being pulled back. Ooh, okay. Uh, many injuries covered areas of less than a square inch, while others were massive. He had skull fractures along his jaw, forehead, um, virtually all over. There was definitely brain damage, including a hemorrhage at the center. Um, after James was discovered, the railway embankment was adorned with hundreds of bunches of flowers, the family of one boy who was brought in and questioned, but then released, had to flee the city due to threats of vigilantes. Like someone who was accused, they had to they had to leave town because they thought it was him. Um, I don't think I put it in here, but they said at one point they think either Thompson or Venables was one of them came and laid or came to where they were laying flowers and like just showed up and then just left. They saw them there and they ended up figuring out after their release their names were released. Um, that they had actually been at the scene where they <clears throat> did what they did. Uh, breakthrough came when one woman, seeing the enhanced images from the security footage, recognized John Venables, whom she knew had been truant from school with Robert Thompson that day. She c contacted authorities, and the boys were arrested immediately. It was a shock the boys were so young and committed such a heavy crime. It was understood that the attackers were teenagers and not two 10-year-old boys. CCT uh, TV images were difficult to ascertain the boys' age, and forensic tests confirmed both boys had the same blue paint found on, uh, on they had blue paint on their body, that, or on their clothes and stuff that was on James's body that they put in his left eye. Uh, both had blood on their shoes. The blood on Thompson's shoes matched to Bulger's um, through DNA testing. Bruising pattern on James's right cheek matched the pattern on the upper part of Thompson's shoes. A paint mark in the toe cap of Venable's shoes indicated he must have used some force when he kicked James. It was said Thompson asked police whether the two-year-old boy had been taken to the hospital to get him alive again. <sighs> okay. Um, the boys were charged with the murder of James Bulger on February 20th, 1993. That was eight days after the kidnapping and the murder. I'm like, England doesn't mess around. Did they charge them as adults? They're, yeah, they're tried as adults. Okay. They're put into adult court, and it's gone back and forth about if the age of adult can be from 10 to 12. Like, I I learned that um, later on in notes, but they say now a 10-year-old knows what from right from wrong. Like, mm -hmm. they knew what they were doing. Um, <clears throat> they appeared at South Sefton Youth Court on February 22nd, 1993, where they remained in custody until trial. After they were arrested, in media, the boys were referred to as Child A, Thompson, and Child B, Venables, because they were minors. They couldn't release their names. But eventually the judge said, yeah, I don't care. I'm, their names okay. are going to be released. So. At the trial, up to 500 protesters gathered at South Sefton... Oh, yeah. Um, gathered at South Sefton Magistrates Court during the boys' court appearances. The boys' parents were moved to different parts of the country. 
and assumed new identities following death threats from vigilantes again. This, but this was the actual murderer children. Um, the full trial opened at Preston Crown Court on November 1st, 1993, and conducted as an adult trial with the accused in the dock away from their parents and the judge and court officials in legal regalia. The boys denied the charges of murder, abduction, and attempted abduction. The attempted charge was earlier before they attempted to take games. They had targeted another boy, but his abduction was stopped by his mother. Like, it was another two-year-old little boy that they sought out, and his mom intervened. Um, each boy sat in the courtroom on raised chairs so they could see out of the docks where adults sat with um, two social workers. They were separated from their parents, but they were within touching distance of the rest of their families that attended the trial, which I didn't, that didn't really make sense to me. But, um, uh, okay, the lead prosecution counsel, Richard Henricks, QC, successfully rebutted, or rebutted the principle of Dolly in CAPEX, which presumes young children cannot be held legally responsible for their actions. Thompson and Venables were considered by the court to be capable of mischievous discretion, which is the meaning to act with criminal intent as they were mature enough to understand they were doing something seriously wrong. I'm plotting it out ahead of time, too. Like, yeah, like, fucking... yeah, like, yeah, well, like, they knew they went there with a the purpose that day right. to find themselves a little baby. Basically. With the paint yeah. and the batteries and, and all the, the stuff they want. And either um, push them into traffic or throw them into the canal because they can't swim. That was that was what went through these boys. That's what they decided to do that day. What were their, did, in any of your research, are you going to tell us what their upbringing or their lives right. were like? I want, I, yeah, they touched a little bit on that later on towards the end. Um, about like what they were exposed to and their a little bit of their homes lives home lives. I still have all of my tabs open right now. There's six of them. Um, okay, I lost my thought. Oh no. Okay, child psychiatrist Eileen Vizard was um, who interviewed Thompson before the trial was asked in court whether he knew the difference between right and wrong and that it was wrong to take a young child from their mother and wrong to cause injury to a child. She said, if, there, if the issue is on the balance of probabilities, I think I can answer with certainty that he knew that what he was doing was wrong. Vizard uh, said uh, Thompson was suffering from PTSD after the attack on Boulder. Susan Bailey, a home office forensic psychiatrist who interviewed Venables, said he knew unequivocally, um, knew the difference between right and wrong. Like, there was no doubt that he definitely knew what they did was wrong. The Venables? Yeah. Or... and. Yes. They, um, if like the the kid mm -hmm. wouldn't he have like screamed and stuff and like shown that he was in pain right. and they still did stuff right like I'm sure yeah. he knew how to say so stop they, they, they didn't have that feeling of oh no we're hurting yeah, yeah. they just they kept going yep um the boys didn't speak like in court yeah either way all yeah. Oof. Um, they didn't speak in court during the trial, but the 20 hours of tape recorded police interviews with the boys were uh, played back in court. Thompson seemed to be have taken the leading role in the abduction process, though it was Venables who apparently initiated initiated the idea to take Bolger to the railway line. Venables later described how Bolger seemed to like him, holding his hand and allowing him to pick him up on the meandering journey to the scene of the murder. Um, I remember in the recording or on that, the video that I'll, I'll link in the episode description, um, the boys started blaming each other 
like, oh no, it, he wanted me to do it. So he made me do it. And they just like, and hearing their little voices, like I know they're little tiny monsters, but like, uh, it just, look at their pictures and they look, they look too, they look tiny. You know what I mean? Yeah. They they're do. tiny, tiny little <laughs> 10 year olds. <clears throat> uh, Lawrence Lee, who is a, I can't read my own handwriting. Goodbye. The solution of Venables. Sure. During the trial said Thompson was one of the most frightening children he'd seen and compared him to the Pied Piper character who lured rats in its story. Um, after his appearance in court, Venables uh, would strip his clothes off saying, I can smell James like a baby smell. Um, prosecution had many exhibits during the trial, a box of 27 bricks, a blood, no, the stone, his bulger's underpants and the rusty iron bar described as a railway fish plate. Why did I write that twice? I talk about the pathologist because I'm back into the trial, spent 33 minutes outlining his injuries and that many were to his legs. I literally wrote that down twice. Good job, Nicole. Um, the boys, who were both now 11, were both found guilty of James's murder at Preston Court on November 24th, 1993. And of course, you guys talk about how I like birthdays. Uh, November 24th is Ted Bundy's birthday. But anyways... Um, becoming the youngest convicted murderers of the 20th century, the judge, Mr. Justice Moreland, tol told the boys they had committed a crime of unparalleled evil and barbarity. In my judgment, your conduct was both cunning and very wicked. They were sentenced to be detained at Her Majesty's pleasure, with it uh, recommended they kept in custody, custody for very, very many years to come, with a minimum of eight years. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't make, the, the judge wanted them to be in there forever but because they were 10 well 11 when they were charged they said a minimum of eight years um at the trial closed their names were released the judge saying i did this because the public interest overrode the interest of the defendants there was a need for an in informed public debate on crimes committed by young children it was recommended the boys spend eight years then 10 years instead which would make them eligible for release at 20 years old in 2003 the Sun newspaper gathered 280,000 signatures to keep the boys in custody longer. Uh, the campaign was successful, and in July, <clears throat> geez, and in July of 1994, it was announced the boys would be in custody a minimum of 15 years, meaning release would be in February of 2008 when they'd be 25 years old. But Lord Donaldson criticized Howard's intervention, described the tariff as institutionalized vengeance by a politician playing to the gallery the increased minimum term 15 years was overturned in 1997 by the house of lords that it was ruled unlawful for the home security to decide on minimum minimum sentences for young defenders so it was said that violent films or video nasties is what they call them in england um, were what inspired the boys to complete their heinous crimes. Can I just take a light minute to repeat that? Video, video nasty. nasty. Video nasty. Video nasty. It was video nasty. Oh, video nasty. Wait, but it was what, what the fuck are they watching? Child's Play 3 is one of the... Horse shit. They fucking <laughs> put paint in the kid's eye, they pull down his pants, and who knows what to the... If you don't touch on it, I am looking more into the childhood. Yeah. Like, just because I. But they. But, okay, to know but the after all too. the shit that they fucking. Didn't they put him on a train track to watch him be. Like, are yeah, you fucking to be, kidding me? Yeah. But they said, uh, I guess at one point in Child's Play 3, there's a spot where they used blue paint for one well, of the scenes. Well. So they're copying it from a movie, but it's not because of the movie. Mm -mm. 
Like I hate it when people blame right. music and blame movies. And they said they people. played, yeah. Um, okay, but it was disputed about the video nasties. There was the Criminal Justice and Public Order Act of 1994 that clarified rules for certain types of video material to children. But yeah, a movie's not going to inspire a child. To... And it, it's one thing to see something, but to do it and to keep doing more and more shit, that, yeah. that's, there's something wrong with their brain. Right. So if they go to prison or whatever the fuck they go, then they need to be in some psych ward for the rest of their life. Absolutely. It's just... they're, they're, <clears throat> they're done. They're ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Something broke in their brains. And it, well, it seemed like home life, they, like they, they'd skip school a lot. Like oh, that was a frequent thing. Yeah. They both had single mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's more. You keep going. There was, there was, I had started a set of notes based off of the video that I watched, which I'm going to link to. And there's, there's like, there's tons more information. Like I used five different websites plus the YouTube uh, documentary story that I watched, which is actually live footage from 1993. Well, the parents became the hated creatures. I mean, basically the people there mm-hmm. blame them ultimately for his death. It was right. the moms, the fathers who had, I guess, abandoned their families right. were sort of absolved from yeah. any blame. And it was the mother's <clears throat> inability to take care of their kids, basically. Yeah. At one point, whenever they, they had Denise had reported, you know, James missing, which is his mom. Um, and then the both the boys' moms had just went to the police station to say that Thompson and Venables had been missing too. And then they ended up finding them in a store playing after they had just committed this so this were, fucking I crime. I, 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 they weren't that. There's this tiny itty bitty part of me that's like i get the age thing but no once you look at everything that was done uh-huh. it wasn't an accident it was planned out and they continued to do more and more it wasn't right. like well we were playing with bb guns and i accidentally you know and i wanted to know what it was like to shoot someone i don't know like right they no. did no so much shit. Yeah. yes and none of it was accidental mm-hmm. all of it yeah was- and then the drop of a 22 pound on his tiny okay and then to be found playing in a store after afterwards done and not with not with no. not messing with, with them doesn't affect them at all yeah were you gonna say something i just the batteries and then like the dropping the body the batteries were something that, that has that, always been here like yeah that, for some reason has I, always been to me because batteries are so i mean we've all what everybody did to him and then push, shove the batteries in his mouth not even up in his mouth it was the other that that's just just any something that always I remember, do you remember when I told you when I was young, I looked up sodomy? Yeah. It was because of this case. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I read it, something about. It, I know. So if they're saying they can't prove that they did anything in the anus, that doesn't mean they didn't try to do stuff with they, his they penis. They can prove that it was batteries. Okay. But they're saying there was some okay. sodomy. Yeah. Because yeah. I was Of some sort, sound, yeah. Well, because they said his, st- his stuff was pulled back. Right. Like, so what, and everything. what were like, they doing with that? Yeah. Where did they even get that idea? Right. Yeah. Like what? And the thing is, is that um, both of them together tortured and killed animals for years. And it was known to people. Oh, so mm-hmm. now we know. And I suppose maybe, I don't know the difference between countries and things, but. Right. I've known since I was little that if you kill animals for fun, you'll kill people for mm-hmm. fun. Like that's kind it's of like the next. Yeah. That's right. um, 
Okay, uh, we talked about that in one of the first episodes that we did together. It's called the McDonald's Triad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's uh, bedwetting, animal cruelty, and fire arson. That's like that's like three of the most common things that serial killers have. They all have well, that. Why do they bedwet? And the one boy, I don't Thompson, know. who I would it's say just... is like less bad. If that makes any sense. He came from a worse situation he, where they said he is the one who may have staged it all but yet he's doing okay in life now uh, i don't know he Are they not grew up with all these boys mm-hmm. and they had to be removed from the home because the mom had basically checked out first of all she burned their house down or their house burnt down um shortly after the husband was gone she left him mm-hmm. took the kids didn't take care of them was at the bar all the time yeah and so they took them because uh they were basically afraid of each other Oof. Because they were bit, hammered, battered, tortured each other at home without a mother there. And how many, does that say, how many siblings? It does. I have to go back. Um... See, this is why I need you, Kelly. <laughs> I hone in on s- certain things and I don't think about that he's aspect. The, he's the fifth of seven children. Jesus. And she had been deserted. Okay, she was deserted by her husband five years before the killing of, of Jamie. Jamie. Okay. They call him Jamie right here. Oh. I think that was his nickname. Jamie. Sweet baby. Uh, uh-huh. Anyway, she says she left on her, or left on her own. She started drinking. Mm. She'd always be in the bar. Uh, and while she was in the bar at home, it was just Chaos. Bedlam. Yeah. Bedlam. Bedlam. I love all these English bedlam. terms. Yeah, it is. I know. It's kind of. It's it's a good little distraction. Yeah. <laughs> we can from video nasties is a fun little thing for me to just, like venture off with because I want to get it. away from what's going on. Um, yeah, it's interesting though. It says there's an, an incident where Ian took her third son Philip to the police station after he'd threatened his older brother Ian with a knife. Oof. Ian was 15. Subsequently asked to be taken into care, and when he was returned home, he tried to kill himself oh. by overdosing on painkillers. And the notes record that Ian and Philip had also previously taken overdoses and tried to kill themselves. So this is the Thompson home. Yeah. And they said he just, like, even looking at the picture, there, there's nothing in his eyes. Nothing. He's dead. Yeah. And when you're in a home trying to basically kill each other. Yeah. You know, when my kids are left here, I don't have to worry about them trying what? to what kill each to... other. Uh, now, <laughs> I'm speaking literally right now because I'm like, could you not try to kill each other because she's a tyrant? <laughs> are you not Bailey? She, oh, Bailey she is so good at making everybody miserable miserable in like two seconds <laughs> it's a skill I, I swear she was Bailey was so my mean. child in another life she's so mean and Brooklyn I'm quite convinced of this and Bailey is mean and so the boys would rather just be left alone and not have the girls take care of them and usually they're fine they just they chill, they chill out they don't try to kill each other no Brooklyn used to like she would used to like threaten us with knives well, my sister once threatened my brothers with knives. I used to chase my brothers with butter knives. Stab anybody. No. And Tracy just wanted the boys to go downstairs. But that's what Brooklyn used it for. And, and I stayed on the couch like, I ain't messing with her. You that's know, the like, thing, like, in my house. When when fights start or whatever. Which is all. Yes and no. It's more mouth. It, that's that's right. true. It's not mm-hmm. physical. No. But somebody actually physically gets hurt. Oof. There is nothing but concern and right. how can i help and oh my gosh i'm so sorry are you okay and yeah like, they're more they like right. to yell at each other it's yeah quiet. It, it's, it's usually where the house goes sorry. quiet 
now Your someone's hurt. Going off. Now we have to figure out what to do. And, you know, as a mom, I remember the girls. And maybe I just let it happen, I suppose. But I could hear the torture. You know, Brooklyn would do something that would make Bailey cry. So right away I would hear him and I'd, I'd listen. And I'd be like, what is it? What are they doing? And i hear Brooklyn going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> you know, I could hear her like, you know, kind of negotiating with Bailey. And she's like, okay, okay. And so then she'd take care of it. And I was just like, well, I'm like, I got to take care of it. <laughs> Instead of like me worrying about, you know, I'm like, Brooklyn felt bad. Mm-hmm. She obviously did something she shouldn't have. And or Bailey, she just didn't want to get in trouble. But Bailey was cool with it. You know, yeah. if she wasn't so upset to come upstairs, you want this toy? Then, you can have you like well, the Barbie. She got what she wanted. Then. But now Brooklyn, Brooklyn hides things from me that I need. Teenagers. She'll take like very, <laughs> very important things and oh. hide them when she's very mad. She's <laughs> maniacal like this. Like I'll be trying to shower um, and she once took all of her bras. <laughs> the first day of school. Like she a very needed item. And she took all of them. That's just, so savage. I'm so sorry, but that's hilarious. Good luck to you, Bailey. And my brother is like, Brooklyn could be a serial killer. <laughs> that just, she doesn't care. She's really left her completely vulnerable. And, and I'm looking at Brooklyn like, why would you do that? And she's like, she made me mad. <laughs> She's not violent. She's just a thinker. She's going to destroy you mentally. Not and me. she oh my if she does too, you are you fly off the handle. No, I mean I'm daughter. not like that at all. I mean I'm, no, you aren't. I'm and she feels bad usually pretty quickly, but I don't live so here funny. just for a week. Uh, I don't have to move in anymore. I just want to live here for a week. And my boys are different. Different. You would want to kill yourself. They don't have all these. Like they don't think as much. You know, if they get in a fight, it's all reactive. Yep. It's usually Calvers because poor little guy's got some anger, anger issues. He does, and he knows. Well, I know. To tell people he's got was... anger issues. <laughs> He'll be like, "Don't um, worry, I have anger issues. I'm trying." Sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, he got angry with me one day and went to his room and ripped every poster off his wall. Oh. At least he didn't hurt anybody. He right. was pulling posters off as well. But now he punches. He'll just just one punch. But you know, I remember my brother Kyle doing that around this age. I feel they're like maybe their testosterone's kicking in. Is that what's happening? Something. This age? They're becoming very violent. Very violent. <laughs> Kyle used to just nail me as hard as he could, and he got really emotional around this age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kelby too. And yeah, and then he now my brother will look at my kids and go, "What is wrong with them?" I'm like, "Oh." Well, you didn't know yourself, obviously, at their age, because you were terrible. He was so mean to us on the ride home from Florida. <laughs> he was trying to discipline. I mean, it was good. It was working really well. But he was not handling things that I normally just kind of just, like, let go. I mean, I will not. I mean, just going off he on them. I'm like, sit in silence. Hey, that big of a deal. Right. Like, they had to be silent on the way home. Like, it wasn't okay if they were talking. And I'm like. Oh, no, this is a guy who's still single. He has no idea. He wants silence because that's what he always has. He drives all the time. He always has silence. <laughs> he can't handle a little bit of talking. But anyone who doesn't have kids can't. Because right. my sister's the same way in the car. She's like, how are you not hearing this? I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I don't even. It's background noise to me. <laughs> I hear nothing. I feel like Payne got home from his little trip to Colorado. And he comes out of the room. I should have known I was going to start my period. But, like, he's all, I figured out what's giving me my headaches. It's you guys. <laughs> he didn't have a headache the whole time I was gone. I get home. Oh, I'm like, she's not Peyton. Well, maybe not you in particular, but you guys. And I'm all, 
<laughs> Can you tell you tell me how you love me? I Did he feel bad? Oh no. Oh, not at all. Sociopath. He's gonna Sorry. miss you. When he's <laughs> really? gone to college. I hope he's I gonna miss you fast. He's gonna. He's, he's not gonna know, know what to do with all the silence. And then he's gonna get headaches again and realize it's not you guys. <laughs> I hope. I hope he gets migraines. Should I go to the doctor? Can you come to Emporia, please? Yeah, I, you really I need you. Sweets. Do you remember those things? Uh, Bailey used to love me. She used to cuddle with me all the time. I couldn't. I put think. Her down. I think it was the like tremendous amounts of cuddling where I always had to be like with someone that I just I don't like being touched anymore. Like Dad, I have cuddled you too much. You out cuddled her for you to become not affectionate. I don't like being. I didn't know you should do that to somebody. Dad, Dad, Bye. he'll he'll like <laughs> hug me and make me mad, and it <laughs> angers me. A Dude. lot. That's not good. I, I, mean, I don't that. think you should make someone uncomfortably. No, 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 no. He like if and he likes to make people uncomfortable. Let's yeah, be honest. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I, mean... I get to enjoy that as well. It's great. <laughs> Kelly said it shows me all the Snapchats. Oh. <sighs> you know what's bad is he sends it to all of us, like Hallie, Regan, me. I was really to hear this. I'm we not all get it. And Heather, and Heather gets mad at him for it. Even the of this. Sends it to his girls, his daughters. That's weird. Of him and, and Regan and Hallie. Oh, so I'm also his sad. daughters, I guess. But also his ex-wife. I mean, you know what he got done. No. Can you not? Can you not? So um, now that we've completely babbled our way out of hey, this babble. story, we needed to babble for a minute. It was yeah. really it was hard. Deep. I know that was deep. It was getting bad. Yeah. It was getting bad. I There's nothing. I was. If I then I knew if I kept looking at Sean, I would start bawling because oh. that's who we are as sisters. Um, okay, you so keep going. If I have any more to add a little later, I will. I started crying when mom went. Um, he was so cute, and then I imagined a kid yep. I know, and I was like, <gasps> the cutest two-year-old you could think of. Mm-hmm. And then you see his picture, and he looks like the cutest two-year-old that you could think of. Yes. Never even birthed a cute two-year-old. Don't show me. No, don't look at it. I know. I, I okay. just wanted just that she didn't want to see it, and I was shoving it in her it's face. It's fine. I was kind of like, like, how I need to. Yeah. I, I was going to say, <laughs> there is a part of you. Like, I, I, I was hoping I you would show me for a second, but then I was like, don't do it. didn't. So I was okay. It was good. All right. So in 1999. <laughs> yes. Raking it back in. Year I graduated. Party like it's 1999. I was six. I graduated. I wasn't I even a thought yet. Nope. You were 98? still swimming in your daddy's bowls. Oh, Ew, why did you say that? Because I, I wanted to see your reaction. Ugh. Did you hear that? No. I just made her completely uncomfortable. She said I was. I'm not. I was. Uh, she's. Uh, she, I was like. I was six. She's like. I wasn't even a thought yet. I was like. Yeah. You were still swimming in your daddy's bowls. You were. Ah. That's where you were. Shut up. I was also in your stomach. Not yet. You were still in his ball sack. Yeah. Girl. Don't eat it. <laughs> she just she's like, and I'm ruined. Bye. You wanted to be here. You're a young white girl. Okay. In the, just remain that way. 1999, <laughs> the boys' lawyers appealed to the European Court of Human Rights that their trial had not been impartial since they were too young to follow proceedings and understand adult or disgusting human beings. The claim was dismissed. Good. Jumping ahead to June of 2001. The parole board ruled the boys weren't a threat to public safety false, and could be released at, at, as their minimum tariff expired in February of 2001. They were released a few weeks later after serving eight years. They were given new identities and moved to secret locations under Witness Protective Style Program. Ew. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. They received passports, insurance numbers, qualification what? certificates, and medical records. Here, go oh, back what in the world. Here's your passport. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-mm. 
Just wait. It's Hold on, wait. Where are they now? Where are they now? We don't know. Are they still in prison? One of them is. <laughs> One of them? Yeah. Did he commit Back something in? else? Or did he have yeah, to stay? he's still in there as, as of right now, yeah. Then why did the other for, one get for, let out? Can you guys just let me tell my notes? Oh, sorry. Is this oh, down she has Kelly Jr. This is this Kelly Jr. right here. I'm sorry. I'm very impatient. We've got three pages to go. Oh, my goodness. Just let me live my life. Okay. I love this guy's name. Home Secretary David Blunkett. Wanted daily David Blunkett. Sorry, <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do and it. his mum. And his mum. Like, watching his video nasties. <laughs> Get out of here. Do that. Oh my god! If anyone from England starts listening this. to this, stay in the accent. I don't do it. Well. Please don't hate you me. You do? Can you? I love Give us a little bit. Oh, I love British. I do it in the headset. Say video nasties. I do it in the headset. That's awesome. <laughs> but can you just do video nasties in your video nasties? Video nasties. Oh my god, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that was gross. It. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Don't watch it either. All of our wanted daily updates. Home Secretary David Blunkett wanted daily updates on their actions. Their terms of release were to not contact each other or Bulger's family, prohibited from Visiting the Merseyside region with one of them says, yeah, fuck you, I'm going to do whatever I want. Um, curfews and had to report to their probation officers. If rules were broken, they'd go back to prison. An injunction was imposed on the media after the trial, preventing the boys' details from being public. Blunkett said, and Blunkett, I can't, I can't not do it, I'm sorry. It's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> the injunction was granted because there was a real strong possibility that the lives, their lives would be at risk if their identities became known. Well, who gives a shit? They murdered someone. Terribly. Uh, like, but whatever. Tortured. Horribly tortured. Um, after their trial, uh, Bulger's parents had their second son, but just divorced soon after. So this kind of goes back a little bit. This was just um, off the one side I used. Um, they both remarried Denise to Stuart Fergus, and who had uh, she had two sons with, and Ralph remarried and had three daughters. Bless his heart. Um, it was reported Robert Thompson was an undiagnosed psychopath citing his lack of remorse during the trial. Uh-uh. No way. I can't what? believe it. He's a psychopath? Oh my god. It is yeah. psych- they Love. better reach Let's out Let's put him right back on the street. Yeah. There's a, a passport. Like, because the psychopath, they just go back to normal. That's not a common <laughs> thing Well, it yeah. keeps tripping me out. Um, in a psychiatric report in 2001, it was stated Venables was unlikely to reoffend. Which, okay. But he's the one that is... Yeah, but that reoffends. Well, and not... He didn't kill somebody else, but we'll get there. Okay. Um, his chances of rehabilitation were very high, and I thought, ah! Um, I'm sorry if that was really You know bad. what I can't help but think right now? And okay. I know you're going to go on with this, but... I just got a couple more pages. psychopath is Thompson. Mm-hmm. He's the one on the streets. He's the one that can hide things because he's a psychopath. Yep. He hasn't been innocent this whole time. He's mm-hmm. done some stuff. The other guy... Just isn't a psychopath, so he's bad at hiding things. So he's bad right. in prison. Yes. So we have the worst of the worst on the streets. Yep. Because he's good at just if you have no emotion or like the like the um, Columbine kid. Oh yeah. Path the one. Yeah. Who everybody said was just the funniest, most charismatic, mm-hmm. friendly kid. Mm-hmm. Complete mm-hmm. psychopath at the same time. Yep. Because they can do that. They can like copy and be what you want them to be. Yep. And make you feel completely comfortable with them. While never having any actual emotions themselves. Yep. Oh, that's um, how they work? Yeah. Mm. Um, Nothing affects them. Manchester Evening News suggested the names of the institutions where the boys were housed in early 2001. Uh, the paper was fined £30,000 for contempt of court because of the media injunction and also had to pay £120,000 in pounds 
um, for like fees, fees and things for. What is that in like America? I don't know. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yeah. Thirty thousand pounds and one hundred and twenty thousand pounds in two thousand one. Um, it said Denise Bolger's mom was uh, tipped off of Thompson's identity and location, but upon seeing him, she was paralyzed with hatred and couldn't confront him. Like she saw him, but she just her son. No, the, the guy who killed him. One of the boys who killed him. Probably um, the worst of the two. Yeah. Wants well, free. Yeah. Then he's with yeah, that we'll girl that made her brother gurgle. Oh. She's on the street. She's yeah. Yeah. Because I remember we went on a ramble for like 20 minutes uh, about that. Barf. Um, April of 2000. It was the first one I listened to. I make them watch SVU. I do. I always watch them. Well, in order. We should do that with my children, especially a specific one. Yep. Be like, see, we are amazing parents. Yeah, we love. Okay, April 2007. When you, you know, when you have parents who keep you from being out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta do the dishes. You're one fucking chore. April 2007. The Home Office spent 13,000 pounds to prevent a foreign magazine from revealing the boys' identities. Um, there was a bunch of a series of dates of people who who ended up like trying to leak them, and they all had to do jail time. Uh, March 14, 2008, a Red Balloon lo- uh, Learner Center in Merseyside was set up in James Bulger's memory. There's a memorial garden um, that's set up at the Sacred Heart Primary School in Kirkby, which is his hometown. The school James would have attended had he not been murdered. Um, April of 2010 to January of 2020, which is, you know, recently, several people have tried to expose Thompson and Venable's identities, resulting in jail time. Um, I just picked a couple, or I think I just picked one, whatever. One woman in July of 2016 sent Bolger's mother Twitter messages as she said she was one of her son's killers and James's ghost. And she, she was eventually caught and put into jail for torturing her mom. What's um, wrong with these people? Like what? Like there were several cases. Like people have. How does your life have to be that you would go that far to hurt someone else? Right. Like she's haunted enough. Like uh, imagine having. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that her your son's body's in pieces, and you have to go look at him like that and identify him. I don't want to know. I don't, I don't want to know. But, like, they would have to if they're like, oh, we found this child. Yours is missing. It fits the description. God. Do you think the other moms had to, like, go and look, too? No. Mm-mm. Usually they, they can figure it out pretty fast. Like, England's, like, very advanced. I mean, they had CCTV. They figured out DNA. Um, I think in the trial, the the other moms and whatever of those horrible boys should have been made to see. Look what your fucking children did. Right. But, um, but they don't care because they didn't care before. They were terrible mothers. They, right. they aren't going to care now. Um, John Venables, before his release, was said to have had an affair with a worker where he was being held. She was su- suspended and later just didn't return to work at Red Bank Secure Unit. Are we sure um, she's alive? Yeah. After release, it was said he started dating <laughs> a woman care. with a child. <laughs> Well, if she dated him and then she never came back to work. Well, maybe. No, she she just heated it or she killed herself. Oh my. No, I no, Sorry, no I idea. Feel bad about that. After release, it was said he started dating a woman with a child who was her, the child's name was. Oh my God, she was aged five. I can't. Why? But um, that was when he is said to have started downloading child pornography, which he continues to do, and that's what he's in prison who? for. Uh, Venables, the one who is not less as terrible, less terrible, and would would was unlikely to reoffend. 
Um, he had a series of young girlfriends, presumably, presuming because of his delayed adolescence, um, he began drinking, doing drugs, downloading child porn, and visited Merseyside, a breach of his license upon release. License is kind of like parole, I guess is what they call it in England. It's a license. I'm seeing that word. I'm like, that's got to be the same as parole because... That's so much time after. Right. Um, he played video games and he was always online. He was arrested trying to fight at a bar at one point. Three months later, he was in possession of cocaine. It revealed his true identity to a friend. Uh, March 2nd, 2010, he went back to prison for breaking his license. Uh, March 7th, it was because of uh, child porn offenses. July 23rd, 2010, he was given two years in prison for child porn downloads and distribution. He's eligible for parole in 2011, July of 2011, but it was decided he'd stay in custody for at least one more year, which ended up being two more years because on September 3rd, 2013, he was released with another new identity. Um, but on November 23rd, 2017, he was back in prison for child abuse imagery. Um, Why do you keep giving him new identities? Because... Um, uh, I know at one point, um, oh yeah, it's here in the notes here in a second. On February 7, 2018, he was sentenced to three years and four months in prison for indecent images of children he had. Um, on March 4th, 2019, his, James Bulger's dad, Ralph, um, lost a legal challenge to let John and Venables remain protected in anonymity. I just wanted to say that word. You said it so fast and so right. It's my favorite <gasps> word to say. <laughs> because I, I usually, if you've listened to our podcast, because I, um, I usually don't read this well, so go me. Go but, um, I think she does comfortably. Maybe. But, um... <laughs> I make her nervous. <laughs> probably. <laughs> just, just telling me a friggin' rat. I'm a grammar Nazi, so sometimes I do that to you. Although well, I'm wrong. <laughs> but, um, it was... upsetting when that happens. Yeah. But, yeah, he More was protected. No, I'm... It's... I'm, but, yeah. Yeah, James Bulger's dad's like, this guy doesn't need to be protected. Like, no. people should know who the hell yeah, he is. Yeah, 100%. And then, but he lost. And they're like, no, no, we don't want him to get killed. No fucking, he Why? can die. You should. I don't. I don't know what's wrong with these judges. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's this judge here. This guy's a winner. Um, it was said by Judge Sir Andrew McFarlane. There is a strong possibility, if not a probability, that if his new identity were known, he would be pursued, resulting in grave and possible fatal consequences. Because is that so terrible that he would be killed? I mean, is it? Is it really? You get it. Is it really? I don't know. I have Bye. a hard time with that. Like, I don't like death. I don't like, you know, all the... Yeah, you know, the gray area with that. And but... I don't like an eye for an eye kind of thing either, because I no. like the idea that you could be a better person or whatever. But yeah. um, when you're talking about something this horrific yep. and with these details... Right. No. I, I don't have any... Then you're not doing much better. I mean... Yeah, no hesitation. Maybe, I guess, a little better, you're, but, like... Also, only because if... you were imprisoned for right, a while. Right, 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 right. Okay, so you said that Robert Thompson has had some things that he's done since he's been released... Did you say that? Because what I found is that he had not reoffended since his release, and it was said that he was no, no, to no, be no, no. in it's a relationship. Like he's a psychopath, so we can hide it. Okay. He's a psychopath. So even though they're saying he looks clean and shiny, he looks fantastic. There's I don't probably something it. behind closed doors, kind of thing. Lots well, of stuff behind closed doors. Like, as, but as it was last known, um, he was to be. It was said to, that he was in a relationship with a man, and the man who he's with knows his true identity, and they're still together. And that's what I found. But that does that man know that he's a psychopath? Well, well I mean, yeah. I mean, I told him all the truth. I mean, I, I like. There's I, I mean, I, I wasn't saying it like <laughs> it was more rhetorical, girls. Sorry, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, he then I guess we're talking about Thompson. I told you he had like the fifth, seventh children. 
who were like trying to torture each other. Brother tried to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a bad situation. Their moms, though, okay, so those boys, the Thompson mom, was like kind of this big, slobby, um, alcoholic lady. And she wasn't really like present at the trials and stuff like that. So she was easily hated, you know. Of course, they both really were, obviously. But the Venables lady did show up and like was always fixing her makeup, always trying to look perfect. And that just pissed people off. Barf. Um, but she was like, so it, it's, it's shown that that John had more of a normal upbringing, but that's right. according to his mom. Yeah. Who was like, you know, he was a good boy. He had holidays. He had this, he had that. Like she was, but they say that he sort of backtracked on his confessing when she was around. Ah. And so they say she was the harsher of the two. Like this other Thompson lady was just a drunk and, and absent. not present. Yeah. Right. Whereas this lady, I wonder when you're talking about a boy who, two boys who did this to another and who still have tendencies, I guess. I mean, Thompson, who knows, but for children, right. Things were done to them. They had to have been. So you're not finding anything about that, but you know, you leave five boys in the house, they torture each other. How are they torturing each other? Like what's happening? Yeah. And these two boys are best friends. They grew up killing animals and other things. What else did they do? You know, and just, there's a lot of things unsaid that I just have to believe were there when you can do at 10 what these two were capable of doing right. to a little boy. Yeah. He was an animal to them. They killed, they'd shot heads off doves. They killed cats. They killed, they had all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I think at one point in the, the, the video documentary that I watched, like they talked about how Thompson was giggling and laughing every time he'd throw something at James, like he would just laugh and think it was hilarious. That's what was happening in his home. Yeah, because that was that was his normal. Just so scary. And it became a like a way of entertaining him. It was a game. So how can he possibly be in this world and normal? He's not. No. So that's that. <sighs> we should like do a thing where when we go on that little tangent for a while, you should maybe make a little mark of like, okay, if you guys don't want to listen to our little tangent, this oh. is that number of blah blah bloop is when we get back to the story. <laughs> yeah. You guys just want to skip ahead. But then again, we go off for about nine minutes. Or but so. surely there's other people who at that same moment needed a break mm-hmm. from the horror. Yeah. Yes. It's it's just, a, 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 a palate cleanser as they call them. <laughs> yeah. Let's mm-hmm. just move away from it. For I think, a I think they're nice. I mean, like they, like what's what's nice about the podcast. You can like skip ahead, like 15 mm-hmm. to 30 seconds, depending mm-hmm. on what you're listening on. So that makes a difference. Yeah. Whew. Did I do it? Are you happy we covered it, Kelly? I'm sorry that I made you do that. That was. To be honest, it took me a while. I, I think it's obvious why this was one, and I'm sure there's probably other people my age who had heard this story mm-hmm. once upon a time. What year did this happen? 1983. The year I was born. So I was young again. Yeah. And I mean, I was three in 1983, so I had to have heard about it obviously later on, but not much later on because I was young enough to not have a clue what the word like rape really meant. Right. What the word sodomy meant. And I just 
had read about this and I don't know if it was in, it was in a magazine. It might've been like a people magazine thing. Yeah. They always had those. I think that's really what it was. That's probably um, what happened. I, and they had the word sodomy in there and I, I looked it up in an encyclopedia. Yeah. We went on a whole tangent on that on yeah. a, one of our episodes. I, I had to tell one. you about yeah, how it was just such a thing. Like, because again, at the age, you're like, why would you do that? That would hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's where I mean, as an adult, I'm still like, I don't, don't oh, that's next only <laughs> I mean or let me relax first. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, Bailey. Oh no, Bailey. I just I just horrified my daughter. It was a joke, honey. She's, she's been so silent over here and <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Sorry. I she's like, and I'm gonna go now, guys. Bye. <laughs> I wanted to hit everybody out there who's having, you know, fun times. Mom. End it right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is always a word that bothered me. What? It's such a anal. No, sodomy. Yeah, it is. Well, sodomy. Well, you want? Would you rather say anal than sodomy? sodomy? Does it make you feel more comfortable? Sodomy is just. I didn't understand what the... sodomy was, but I know what. Anal okay, is the so difference fair. between it. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's up the anus, but mm-hmm. it's always also usually with an object. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're done here. <laughs> and that's that. Now, if it was done with a body part, it would do you be. Want to know a lizard, do you know what a lobotomy is? Yeah, that too. Lobotomy. I know what a lobotomy is. Yeah. Today they're called. There's a word for them. Illegal. No, you can do them. They do. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's like it's, it's like a last ditch effort kind of thing. Um, I feel like they're like psychiatric. Like there's some fancy name for lobotomies these days. Um. Lobotomy. <laughs> what did you say? Leucotomy, a lobotomy or leucotomy? It's a psychosurgery where they basically mess with your brain's prefrontal cortex. I read that they take a scalpel kind yep. of thing and stick it, it in an your left pick eye originally. Yeah, ice pick. Rough. Yeah, and then they stick it into your left eye, like tear duct part, and then they'll go in your brain and go like that, like Fun. in psychiatric hospitals, delicious, and asylums a long time ago. They used to do that. Yeah, and they do it like with nothing. They would just Go for it. Yeah, and then the people would have to, like, be fine, and then... Oh, no, my head hurts. <laughs> a book I read showed a picture of a girl that was, like, real, and it was her a few it's months after surgery. It's called psychosurgery now. Psychosurgery. And it's only done um, in extreme cases when all else has failed, and it is obviously done with more finesse in today's world. Um, but it's when certain parts of the brain are removed to remove a specific, I guess, behavior. Gotcha. So it's not just ice pick and tear duct. No, they're not doing they it don't like back and forth. Just really, let me yeah. cut your brains out real quick. Really do that I think well. it's a little bit more, um, Chillax. I don't know how fancy. <laughs> um, it's a little more tasteful. Tasteful. I, I don't like, know. Uh, let me scrape your eyeball. Come here. Like, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that they do in a place that's official. As opposed to like like in a hospital, those, not like in a chair where they're like, like strapped the down. Building the basement of an abandoned building. Right. Well, if they did it in asylums, it was in asylums. Yeah, I understand all those movies, right? Like Saw, you know. Oh God, <laughs> I'm just saying they're done in hospitals now, psychosurgeries, and then again, it's when you've got nothing else has worked, and I think mental illness might be one of the, the most the saddest things that we have to deal with today. Because hmm. You're looking at someone who 
But yeah, they can't they can't control these things. Right. You need to go to the bathroom. And not back. all of it is taken care of and treated <sighs> soon enough. We broke her. She's running. I'm good. She's like, I'm out. In some cases, we never even realize there is a menstrual disorder until you lose them or until something crazy happens. Yep. I don't know. I think that's uh, it's it's just it's behind so much, and it's so eclectic. So you never really know where it's going to begin or where it comes from or where, you know, like this says, there are a lot of kids who were raised in terrible family situations like these two boys were, mm-hmm. who didn't do these things. Right. Yes. You never, you Most never... of them didn't do these things. Well, like, well, I always plug these guys because I absolutely love them. Um, the Serial Chillers podcast, like yeah. um, the episode I was listening to, I think, well, yesterday, and I always listen into my car. They were talking about like the 15 signs that of like psychopathic children. And the one host, Greg, he's like, I've checked off a lot of these boxes, but I haven't really killed anyone, you know? <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. solid, bro. But it's like, but some of them are like repeats. Like some of them could have been in the same category together. Like it could have probably been a top 10 list, but I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeesh. So like, I think yeah, it's based on what choices yeah. you decide to do. I mean, you just because you have, you know, like alcoholics as parents or something, doesn't mean necessarily that you're gonna you're gonna absolutely be this alcoholic or this drug mm-hmm. addict. You could you could be one hundred percent, or you, know, you could opposite. the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and we're living, breathing people, and refuse to <laughs> have that. You know. Um, I had friends uh, whose parents both smoked and all of her clothes would always smell like smoke and all of her things would always smell like smoke and she couldn't wait to be on her own so that nothing would smell like that again. Um, And so I do think that there's aversions to it where you Mm -hmm. just go the opposite. But I wonder if if you are born, because we don't know enough about the brain anyway, is is there something that they're just not born With. with or a little too much of or I don't, I don't. We know the kind of trauma that can happen with neglect at a, a vital age, mm-hmm. the first few months of life. Right. So, and that's permanent. That's permanent brain trauma. Like mm-hmm. something's wrong with them. They can, uh, they'll, they'll never emotionally be normal mm-hmm. like other kids because, you know, if you're not picked up and taken care of when you cry. Yeah. We talked about that a lot in the, issues, in the yeah. Jeannie Wiley case. We talked yeah. about a lot that. So interesting how, just that neglect can create the same symptoms as a mentally disabled mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, that's somebody who had, you know, got hit in the head and had serious like brain trauma. That's what the that's lack another, of love can cause the same thing. That's a that's another trait that a lot of serial killers have. They have some sort of head injury that messed mm-hmm. with them. Like I know Richard Ramirez hit. He had several. Times he was hit in the head. Golden State. No, Richard, the Night Stalker. Night Stalker. Who is that? Mr. Halitosis. Oh God. breath. Delicious. He's not gonna be the worst. Like it's bad enough that there's someone killing kill you, but their breath is bad. Oh, you know the you last thing you smell. Whose breath was so minty? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of like him. <laughs> Just like Ted Bundy being oh, yeah, someone. Two stars. <laughs> Start. <laughs> at least you had a breath, man. Right. I was all right that I was attacked. <laughs> Imagine the last thing oh. you smell being bad breath. <laughs> oh, we're saying. Yeah, I mean, then it would, yeah. It would make it worse. What if it like haun
I'm just Gosh. hoping that in that moment you have to have other memories hit you, good ones other than this guy's bad breath. Well, like let's check out of that part and remember <laughs> the good things. Oh my god, I can smell fresh flowers all of a sudden. This is great. Must Ed. be my funeral. <laughs> she went there. I did. Well, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't you smell like the hospital room where they like pull everything out? Sorry. Not if you're dead. No, now we're at our funeral. Don't go dark. We you went, went right to our funeral. We went to the flowers. We went to the flowers, not the blood and. But originally, we're just there. He would smell the coffin, not the flowers. To like. What does a coffin smell like? Now I need to go sniff. Stop. I, but it smell like the, the body. I That's smell of the scent of cedar. They were put there <laughs> because oh, cedar is You know, juniper autopsies. What is it called in there? Like. What does the mortician do? They do all the sewing and stuff, so I don't know what it's called. Yeah, they put the stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They embalm. Oh, the um, embalming fluid. Yes. Yes. The what is that whole process called? What? Get rid of the veins. The, auto- the autopsy? I think it's just Is it the autopsy? Yeah. I thought the autopsy is what determines the oh, cause of death. No, yeah, that's how they cut them open, and that's what they do. That's the whole process. What does it feel when they ready the body for a funeral? <laughs> hey, Google. Why can't I? Ready. Because yeah, we have to wait for the autopsy to determine the death. So right. a postmortem examination to discover the cause of death or the extent of disease. Okay. But okay. what is it when you embalm a body? Term for I not get this getting. Word. I hope you hear it and get very body. angry. I will. Ready. Working. I hope you hear it and get very excited. Um, what is it called when you prepare a body for a funeral? Prepare, um, prep, preparation. Body preparation. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Funeral terms. I don't know. Some a mortician. Yeah, embalm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> Common funeral terms. <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know how to word it. Embalming, cremation. Um, embalming is the art and science of preserving human or aminal, aminal, mm-hmm. aminal remains by treating them to forestall decomposition. Um, I just, I think it's just, it's not autopsy. Yeah, I know. I Maybe I'm just thinking there's a word for embalming and preserving a body and getting them all ready for a funeral. I don't know. It's called something. <laughs> You know, it really doesn't matter. The whole point is that historically, <laughs> flowers are at funerals because we didn't always do that. And the body was just like decaying. And they were like, let's put some flowers on it. Some oils. <laughs> just yeah. like bring around the rosy. I don't yeah. know. Posies. They stuck posies in their pockets to make them not smell so bad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful mm-hmm. do you have Do you have a rabbit hole? I do have a rabbit hole. Okay, let's do it. As though we haven't gone on enough of them already in just this episode, right? Right. If we're only at 66 minutes, it's fine. <laughs> uh, do you ever have thoughts? This is my rabbit Never. hole. Okay. That you're <laughs> oh. embarrassed. Okay. Oh. My thoughts whole life. My thoughts whole life. that you're embarrassed? Thoughts that I was afraid maybe I'm the only human in the world that's ever thought this. Oh, And that my I God. think I might have something wrong maybe because I'm thinking that. And I'm really yep. upset with myself and how gross or terrible or evil I might be that it even went through my head. Okay, well, I have, you know, through my lifetime, and I've come to realize that others of us also do. I'm like, what what really determines, you know, crazy from sane? I don't think there's any such thing as sane, if you want to say that someone has perfect thoughts. No one has perfect thoughts. People have crazy thoughts. 
I'm having them. I right did now. look up though once that why do I have crazy thoughts? All comes from your own fears. I'm like, oh, I just have a lot of fears. That makes sense. You should have fear because that means that you're aware that there's danger in the world. Yeah, you're not going to go and, you know, murder a child. Right. Don't, don't you're aware. Sh- and a lot of times what people who are evil don't have is awareness. That's crazy. Isn't it interesting that they don't have, like, if you have to say, am I a good parent? Then you probably are because you're at least asking, mm-hmm. am I a good parent? Because mm-hmm. a person who's a bad parent will never ask that. They'll say, I'm <laughs> nailing it. Sorry. They're never Shauna knows worried. so much. Yep. Yeah, they're never worried that they're a bad parent. They're just a bad parent. Whoa. Shauna watches children. Does that have something to do with it? She doesn't watch children. Oh, she oh, you used to take her anymore? But you um, did take her. You did. At one point, yes. I thought maybe that's where you were dealing with No. Things. This is a different situation? Totally different. <laughs> we'll say it off the record. We'll talk to her. <laughs> Does it have to do with family? Yeah. We're going to stop there. I think I heard one. <laughs> um, well, anyway, it got me to thinking, like, who are the craziest weirdos other than serial killers? I kind of just wanted to know what you would determine to be, like, crazy and weird people. Oh, I love it. And I really, I came across, like, you know, crazy people history. in history. Just, like, a top ten. Ooh. So I'm going to give you a top ten nice. of the craziest people in history. And we're going to hear some people that we've talked about before. Cool, 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 cool. Love um, it. And I had to look some words up, but I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you guys. Like, it's been a while since I looked up the words. <laughs> so I probably won't know how to pronounce them again. We're really I, good at this. I'll have it out and I'll be. Okay. We got Bailey. Thank you. Thank you, Bailey. All right. So. <laughs> Again, this is just a, you know, because what I do is I just Google stuff, right, Nicole? I, I work pretty hard. She's so hard. I research. Yep. Um, but I do it all the time. I mean, it's a daily thing. It's why I rabbit hole. Because we literally you know, ask me a question. I don't know the answer. I'm like, I don't know. Stay right there. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> and a lot of times people don't really, they weren't really asking for that. <laughs> oh, well. They didn't really want me to look that up and find the answer. Yeah, I like having that kind of information. I do too. And I feel like I've done them a real service. <laughs> Really cool. I've really Beautiful. done something for you today. All right, so we're all a little bit weird, some more than others. Mm-hmm. But I embrace weird because I like weird. Oh, I gee, that's that. so quirky. Sorry. Actually, I would rather actually. be weird than boring, okay? Amen. I don't want boring. I don't want somebody who follows rules all the time. Come on. No. Take some risks. Have some fun. You say that, but then once I do it, I'm going to get yelled at. Yeah, but then stop and reevaluate and go, hmm. Was it worth it? Mm-hmm. Most <laughs> You're likely. You're also, what, 14? You're and by the time you're my age, you'll know what's worth it and what's not. Indeed. You might figure it out by the time you're 27. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> so good luck. You have a great mom. Okay, so there are those, however, who blaze past casual weirdness and enter the ranks of these ep- epically bizarre. <laughs> That's what I'm going to talk about. Epically bizarre. Uh, the behavior by face. these individuals rank them as the weirdest people history books have ever seen. I love Ooh, it. Yummy. Yeah. Give it. Ah, I do remember how to say his name. Diogenes. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, he was a crazy homeless philosopher. Diogenes. Diogenes. I'm gonna name my cat that. It looks like Diogenes. Oh. Like your genes in your body, you know, like Diogenes. I yeah. love it. Your traits and characters. Diogenes. Diogenes. I don't like it. <laughs> so, not much is known about the Greek philosopher Diogenes' Diogenes's mm-hmm. early I life, but Di- okay. there is much speculation about it. What we know for sure, though, is that the ancient thinker was one of the history's weirdest people. So, he was born in either 412-404 BC in the very remote oh, Greek colony of 
Snope. 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 As a young man, he worked with his father, minting currency for the colony. That is until they were both exiled for adulterating the gold and silver content of the coins, which is like adding cheap metal to it. So it's not really all gold and all silver. Okay. So, like, sort of like counterfeiting, I suppose, in a way. It's freaking rad. Yeah. Young Diogenes made his way to Corinth in mainland Greece. Almost as soon as he arrived, he seemed to have snapped. With no job, Diogenes adapted to the life of a homeless beggar. He voluntarily threw away all his possessions, except for some rags to hide his nakedness. Okay. That Thanks. was nice of him. What a sweet man. He made sure to not be corrupting children. Right. And a mm-hmm. wooden bowl for food and drink. Okay. Makes sense. All he has to do is be covered and eat. Same. Diogenes <laughs> off. <laughs> I'll drink to that. Paper clothes and a bowl and she's good. <laughs> you got some soup. <laughs> uh he often sat in on Plato's classes, eating as loudly as he could the whole time to disrupt the. Oh my lessons. God! I think I was this man in a um, past Plato life. Plato Nicole. Plato took <laughs> me. He argued loudly with Plato, like oh, he's famous about okay. philosophy, and would also maybe you should cover your ears, little earmuffs on my fourteen-year-old over there. They would also periodically masturbate in public. Ah! Oh, we love that for him. <laughs> A girl I That's the real no, 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 no. for the rest. No, no. But she's <laughs> grown up with kids. I mean, you've all. Is it bad to say that we've all had that experience with someone who didn't quite hide those urges publicly always? I have not. Uh, I know of someone. I'm like, remember I'm... a child. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. When I worked. Or... He also relieved himself whenever and wherever he felt like it. Okay. Including himself or... on Plato's stool in his own academy. Wait, what? <laughs> just peed on Plato's stool. It probably didn't help Diogenes C's case that he frequently ate whatever he could pick up off the ground. He shared the scraps with the dogs that followed him everywhere, including in Plato's classes. Despite this, or possibly because of it, Diogenes got a reputation as one of the wisest philosophers in Greece. That's why? Because of the, yeah, I guess just eating whatever made him so smart. Dude, why am I not on a, why don't I live in a castle? It goes on to say there are stories of his quick wit and penetrating insight that left others, especially Plato, looking foolish. It's said that when Alexander the Great visited him while he was sunning himself naked on top of the barrel in which he lived. (laughs) Sorry, that's so funny. Um, I don't know how he fit in a barrel. I only think of those as like those little things you shove dead bodies in and throw them in the ocean. Well, I think they also keep stuff that I'm like, wine. Yes. Um, wow. I'm reading. The most powerful man in the world, Ew. this is Alexander the Great, um, could do anything for the philosopher. I hope that Diogenes says, <laughs> you could move Ew. out of my light. Oh. Well, so he didn't even respect Alexander the Great. What a dick. Okay, I like that he knew all these people, though. Like, he just was with them. And they're just probably hanging out. They yeah. were all just hey. philosophizing. Literally they were just all naked. There. Laying like, on their barrels. He was, he was, he was licking blood like, off of each other's kneecaps. Again, with his quick wit. I feel like, like, I feel fool. like he was the Pee one. on my stool. He was the one though, that like, um. <laughs> Eat loudly. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, 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 nom. I feel like he was the one though, that like. plaster. He annoyed them, but like, they also loved him. Like that's how Isn't he was. It, like, I feel like that's gross, how he, but they all love him. Sometimes like, you're like, 
Like, Plato was that annoying guy that was really full of himself, and you kind of got tired of him, so you liked it when Diogenes came in and gave him a hard time. Yeah. Secretly, yeah. you're like, I love this guy. Yeah. Because he was him. He's like, Fat Thor. Yes, he is. <laughs> I love Fat Thor. <laughs> Mickey, that is, like, the perfect. I watched the first Thor for the first time today. Just This is going to be another 10 minute because I just decided to start watching all the Marvel movies. The only thing, like, the most recent ones. I don't so know why great. I did that, like. Would you like to hear about the second most weirdest person in yes. history? That was the, he was the first or number well, 10? He was 10. Okay, number 9, lay it on me. 9. Hard and fast. Mm. Uh <laughs> Now, this guy's name Uh-oh. was only pronounced in French. And right. let's face it, I Oh, we have a French thing. listener. Hey. So Right in my friend. I'm going to destroy this. And I'm okay. so sorry. If I'm, we lose oh, you as a listener, say, like lady on there. I get it. Don't try again. Terver is what I'm going to say oh, in my language. I feel like you have to roll the R. I don't know how she did it. I can't. I can only growl it. I can't. Oh, girl. Yo, France if you're still here, bro, video, video that name in, please. Um, They do say who may have eaten a baby. Oh, well, there's which is, that. makes me sick immediately <laughs> and upset. I don't know how to function. So I was afraid to read this one because of that title. But I made it through it. It's not near as bad as what we just went through. All right. <laughs> Which is, well, okay. <laughs> it isn't. A French peasant boy, known today as Tevere. Oh. <laughs> I like how you have to whisper it. <laughs> every time I... It upsets me so much. I'm sorry, honey. Like, um, he was born near Lyon, France we're in 1772. Every week. I don't care what your schedules are. <laughs> um... <laughs> From an early age, he was insatiably hungry Ooh, and cried word. for food, even if he'd just finished a meal at age 17. I can relate to that. Yeah, the gluttonous that emaciated. What? So he was like, he'd eat and eat, but he was still starving. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be something wrong with this thyroid. Oh. Oh, just wait. Oh, great. Snuck into village barns to eat the livestock's feed. Oh. He had an unusually large mouth. Delicious. Oh, was always sweating and he emitted a putrid stench. Delicious. He was an alien. His parents kicked him out and he found himself in Paris right before the French Revolution. He parlayed his uncontrollable hunger into a career, eating strange things for gathering crowds. He ate all types of unpalatable objects, including live animals oh, and, girl. Yeah, uh-huh. and even large stones. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, However, the money he bill... like some cat with the side of Rock. Rock. <laughs> Oof. Here's some gravel. Yeah. The money dried up when the French Revolution began. Terrer became a soldier, but unsurprisingly, he was chronically ill from compulsively eating stray cats and non-food items. The field hospital <laughs> reluctantly fed him quadruple ra- ration, rations. 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 You really just said rations. rations. I just said rations again. Until General Alexandra de Beauharnais. <laughs> saw in Terrer a unique opportunity. And there went our French listener. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, it's so true. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They're I'm cringing English. right now. The French not have the like most that, beautiful but accents, too, but I will he, not try to reciprocate. Uh, yeah, he approached Terrer. He approached Terrer about being a spy. Ooh. <laughs> <Not> well. <laughs> Delivering military secrets with his stomach as the courier. He agreed and ingested a wooden box containing a note for an imprisoned French colonel. Terrer crossed Prussian, Prussian lines and 
within 30 hours was captured, had betrayed France, and was savagely beaten. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, good spy. Good spy. <laughs> the Prussians dumped Serer close to French lines, and he returned to the military hospital where he resorted to drinking stored blood and nibbled on the dead residing in the morgue. He was oh. suspected of eating a toddler. And when he never, was already outright, dead? never outright denied it, the hospital chased him out. Oh, poor guy. He just wanted food. He died horribly around the age of 27. Oh, I'm 27. I His think you're right about the alien, alien, I don't think I really do. I'm like 90% sure he was an alien. Like, what? that's not... His autopsy revealed festering intestines and an entire body that was putrefied and filled with pus. Ooh. His digestive system was freakishly mutated. Beautiful. His stomach beginning at the back of his throat and continuing all the way down. Oh, no! The lungs and the heart were displaced. I'm going to throw up. The sickening smell emanating from... Ew! Don't say it like that. Oh, <laughs> for the pathologist, and the autopsy was cut short. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, that's somebody. That's what they do. That's, that's what they do. Wow. We can only speculate what was so wrong with one of the world's weirdest people. I just, I just, and that's that, only like, number nine. Wow. Yeah. And I'd like to do all of them. Like, You're gonna do all of them. Like, we might be at least we can throw a couple weird people in today, and I can throw a couple weird people in another day. Like. Okay. I don't have to do them all today. I just would like to say, okay. have you heard of the book Frankenstein? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It was wrote by, uh, written by Mary, Mary Shelley. Shelley. Yep. And it was written when she was at like a party that was a party where they were doing strange drugs and Yum. having orgies and stuff. What Hot. are strange drugs? Um, it was, uh, like some kind of flower that they ate. Oh, okay. Um, they, why can't I think of it? I, 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 I heard there was a connection between whatever flower they were eating and Charles Manson and the flowers that oh, he used to have that. his. That he, well, no, he oh, like opium? Was an acid yeah, it was opium. Like it was an opiate, but it was. Anyway, Probably they grew it and they ate it, and that's what they were high on all the time. And he would, mm-hmm. he would give it to them without them even realizing that, like, he was giving them drugs. But there was a connection between. Yeah, it was two. opium. Okay, maybe it was just opium. Maybe it was just, like, not as weird as I thought it was. Oh, man, that made me to be a rabbit hole so on its like own. Poppy? I don't know. Anyway, so Lord Lord Byron is one of her guests. One of That's where I'd heard of Lord Byron. So when I saw his name come up, I was like, oh, what made him weird? Well, I knew he was at that crazy party where yep. she wrote Frankenstein. That was my only connection. So let's, accompanied by a well, let's, a monkey let's dog. learn a little bit more about this guy. Okay. Um, so he was lucky right from his birth in 1788, besides his deformed right foot. <laughs> what? Like he can yeah. walk? Wait, who, who are we talking about? Lord Byron. Lord Byron. At that same party. Okay. At that party with Mary Shelley. He it. wasn't supposed to inherit the title Barony of Byron of Rochdale, if that's right, by which he's remembered. Nevertheless, by age 10, it was hid, along with vast tracts of land and crazy amounts of money. He took an early interest in poetry, which he used as a means to say whatever he wanted without being held accountable. Hey. Okay, then. It's poetry. It's poetry. Um, Byron's work definitely had arrogance. He often treated poetry as an elaborate revenge mechanism. He used it to publicly insult the likes of his fellow poets, Robert Southey and Coleridge and Whitman, all famous poets whom he relentlessly mocked as humorless drips who only got published because they paid someone off. As wild as Byron's work life was, his private life was even wilder. Authorities at the University of Cambridge told Byron that dogs were not allowed in rooms, 
So Byron adopted a pet bear. <laughs> As one does. I mean, naturally. Later, after a few books that made him the toast of London, Byron reconnected with his long-lost half-sister, Augusta, yeah. whom he impregnated. Okay. okay. They did. okay. That means they shared blood, just so you know. They had a mother or father in common. And, and together. Then they had huh. then he married a rich parent, but couldn't seem to keep his hands off his sister. So the Harris deemed him insane and filed for divorce. Well, you know. <laughs> Good guy. In eighteen sixteen, surrounded by rumors, Byron left England for like what just Percy Baishi just... Shelley's home in Switzerland. He was present while Mary Shelley composed Frankenstein. Or he may have been sleeping with her sister in the next room. Accounts differ. Okay. <laughs> By the end of that year, Hot. Byron moved he to Italy, where he taught it. himself Armenian yeah. and wrote the Bible with what he thought were better stories. <laughs> I would like to read it. Just saying. Same. <laughs> I want to know what his better story is. <laughs> While living in Ravenna, Percy Shelley mm-hmm. recalled that Byron let five peacocks, two guinea, pit, guinea hens, and an Egyptian crane roamed freely in his home. What about his bear? Insisting <laughs> that they were reincarnated souls. Where's the bear? Where's the bear at? What happened to the bear? I don't know. They don't say. Byron eventually sold an estate he held in Scotland and gave the money away in Greece, which was fighting for independence and had invited him and his money to come and help, despite his complete lack of military experience. A sudden illness ended his life at 36 before he could see a single battle. Oh, <laughs> However, yeah, to this sudden. day, Byron and his money are remembered as the heroes of the Great Revolution. <laughs> and as one of history's greatest people. Yeah, his money. <laughs> uh, more wow. importantly, probably his money. I mean, how long have we gone here, Nicole? Let's look at time here. 85 minutes. Okay, yeah. okay. are we going to say what's happening? Why? Yeah, we have sort of a... Oh, I found his book. <laughs> it's on Amazon, thirty bucks. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what's uh, so happening? Basically, I'm shook it right uh, now over and Lord I'm, Byron. I'm also coaching volleyball. So I'm also starting to new college class. So yeah, last episode, um, me and Shauna recorded together because I said it was going to be special because this is now episode eleven. Um, yeah, like Kelly said, she's a teacher. I don't know if you've gathered that because I say it almost every episode and that she's also studying to be a counselor on top of raising four. Most of them are pretty cool. Um, kids. Which one are you singing? <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> you almost touched my blood. Mm, blood. Um, yeah, Bailey's bleeding. But um, it's no, me. we, um, Shauna's going to, Kelly's not going away. And I said that in our episode too. She's well, not, I saw some more weirdest people in Yeah, history. obviously. Yeah. So she's coming, coming back, back, folks. But I'm she's just, back. she's going to just take a step back because I feel like I've overwhelmed her. And she's probably not I don't said, think you've done this. No, I think no, no, no. Take, I just feel like. take COVID. responsibility for things that are not your fault. COVID overwhelmed and I have said this, COVID <laughs> me because I got really used to not doing anything like, there's that. and then all of a sudden I got more to do. yeah um, so but, you no know, it is it is overwhelming because of the amount of things they want us to do and I and, and I would feel bad like hey what are we gonna <clears> record because we like I like recording Kelly's and I don't basement. want you to feel bad and I don't want to have. have to keep saying I can't do anything I know or we would make plans to be like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, this works out. And then you're like, oh, crap, no, I've got this, 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 and this to And do. I had forgotten because I forgot what a schedule was. Because, and, yeah. And then there's her sister who has no life. 
It's not true. But she also, she, like I said, she's a huge, we're all into huge true crime. I'm going to try and get away from children's stories because apparently that's yeah, all I like. Let's, to, um, let's, I'll, uh, I'll go down the, one. Yeah. I've got, I've got a list. Okay. Um, <laughs> that I've just been working just my way down. Just for a little down. while. Just, just for a little while. Yeah. You know. But no, but Kelly will be back yes. on, but she's just sidestepping away. Just because she's, yeah, school years I'm, I'm ready just to stop. not making any promises. Yeah. I think that's like, I wanted it to be like, okay, so if I absolutely can't, but I know that you guys have each other to record with. And, yeah. And I think that We've, I kind of like the trio. Yeah, I love. Oh, I know. I'm like, watch. Um, we're gonna end up falling in love being together, even with Bailey here. I'm like, we're gonna end up being uh, a we quartet. We might become a little bit of a quartet. <laughs> I will be here. Fine. I love this. <laughs> Bailey's like, I won't. Bailey's like, um, I'm gonna go pick up Shauna and go to Nicole's house to record now. Boom. So, yep, sorry about that. Mom. So we're just expanding our team, and that's all that it is. Like, if sometimes it'll be me and Shauna. Sometimes, shit. Sometimes it might be me and me and, me and Bailey. And that'll be me, 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 me. I just. And so I'm trying to get my husband to do with his sister too. Yes, so. because my brother oh, is that a, would be fantastic. Except my brother. What's she doing with Peyton? Ew, no, never. Sorry. He's going to college. Peyton's yeah, going to college. He's, he literally leaves like next Mom, week. Mom, you can't. You gotta flip that out. No, I will <laughs> you not. You're not. You're very obvious. You should do it with Peyton. Not with me in it. He's going. He's, he's going to college. He's going to college like illegal. next week. That is illegal. I'm a minor. Well, so okay. Right. We're not. We're just saying. We just went somewhere very different. At what point are you going to go to your father's tonight? She's going home with me. No, she can't. Go pack. But yeah, so we're just like I said. We added Shauna in, and apparently now we're adding Bailey. Boy, yep. Um. Also, (laughs) I think what might make it fun is we have a lot of really fantastic people in our lives. We're all. No, I like to explain. (laughs) Don't call me girl. She goes boy. Sorry. I'm having a way too much. Hey, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're so funny. Yeah. Go pack. Go pack. Shoe fly. I'm sorry that you want me to be gone for a week, but you know you're going to miss me as soon as I leave, oh, so suck on that. I already had a breakdown when the other kids yeah. left because it was Aww. too abrupt. Uh, but anyways, um, listen to our intro music, fantasy and world music by the Feichter Brothers on YouTube. And then um, it'll be a fun surprise to see who shows up next episode. Yeah, so oh. you're never going to know who's recording together. Nope. Whether it's me and <gasps> oh, Shauna, yeah. me and Kelly, me and Bailey, you all four of us. start and I could pop in. And like all of a sudden, Kelly's just going to be there. She's going to show up in the kitchen. <laughs> She's going to show up. Yeah, my kitchen, yes. My dining room. <laughs> my, well, it's basically one room. Um, You can uh, follow us on Instagram. You guys have at, an Instagram? Yeah. Bloody like, Babbles. Podcast. Podcast. Uh, we can follow us on Twitter. Just Bloody Babbles. Babbles. Bloody bubbles. Bloody bubbles. Babbles, people. Babbles. Granted, bubbles is just great. Um, we also have a fi- uh, oh Jesus wow. Facebook page. Yep. Bloody babbles podcast. Mm. Podcast. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. The only thing uh, that's messing up. I was thinking there was only one that was bloody babbles podcast, and the other two were just bloody. Babbles. No, everything else is bloody babbles podcast because you can all bloody babbles is Twitter. Twitter. Which we have an um, we have I'm such like, a huge following, like. I don't know what happened. I went crazy Your on brother. Twitter the other day. Yeah, him too. I follow a bunch yes. of his people. Why he needs to come on. Yeah. Well, he's working on a case, so he wants to get his story perfect. So um, maybe that'll be like a special episode 20 or 30 I or be something. There. I and be that's like what he does for a right. living. Right. 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 My brother's like a pretty fantastic story human, and we here. don't always get along, but um, Sean has been giving me little feedback backs. So Vince, if you listen to this, haha, <laughs> I know your secrets. Um, yes, but no, my, brother, my brother's... My brother's... Um, <laughs> 
follow him on Twitter. It's uh, at Vincent Marshall, I think. Um, he's I a writer. Know. I don't use Twitter. It's he's fine. a yeah. That's, he's only on <laughs> I Twitter. Tried. I don't I have it. Sometimes you can email like us at in, uh, at bloodypebblespodcast at gmail dot com. Tell us stories. Oh, and we have our first supporter. Boom. Nuh-uh. Yeah, my boo thing. Jacob. Oh, that <laughs> he's, is fantastic. He's subscribe to our podcast, so you can do that on Anchor. Um, at the end of every episode, there's a description that says support this podcast at Anchor, blah, 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 and you click on that and it'll give you an option of 99 cents, 4.99 and 9.99 a month. Yes. Make sure you get that blah, 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 in there. Support. <laughs> because I have plans for us. Our girl, Gisela is working on a logo for us. I have and... never seen such cute work in my life. Oh, and she there's, and there's, fabulous. but there's more like she's not oh, even, she's working on coloring it in. Mm, what she? I don't have. I'll show it to you. Um, but yeah, Gisela is working on um our design, so I'm gonna. I wanna. That's great. We're gonna. But yeah, I'm excited. She's. I've got plans for us. I. I like. If you start supporting us, you're gonna get cute little trinkets and merchandise from us. Cause eventually, we're gonna be that cool that you want our faces on your stuff. So. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is our new normal. So every week it's going to be, Nicole's always going to be here. So if you don't like me, that sucks. Cause I'm pretty cool. I'll probably be here a lot too. But Bailey's just going to step in. Yeah. I don't have anything going on ever cause I'm 14, but I mean, she did just start a new job. So, which is pretty cool. Don't oh. say you don't have anything going on. You're going to get like 12 more shifts at work. Yeah. That's <laughs> She's going to start listening. Everyone's Seven days in a row at Sonic. Double shifts. <laughs> She's 14. She's uh, 14. Slow your roll, Sonic. Sonic. But I love Sonic. Cheater baits for mm. life. It might be good, but ooh, that's ugh. Smelling yeah. it all day makes it disgusting. Oh, I did that when I worked at Subway. Mm-hmm. But okay, on that note, every week it's gonna be someone's gonna be here with Nicole because that's my life, and this is becoming so much fun. And I did like recording with all of us tonight, so I hope you guys enjoyed this installment of Bloody Babbles podcast. This is only an hour and a half. It's not yeah, fine. Okay, so now we're all saying bye. 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 Have you ever wondered who would make the sexiest zombie? Matt Damon. Pepper me with your Damon teeth all up on me. What would happen if your penis was where your head should be? They have to have something to look at, like a face. That would eventually become my face. <laughs> the Center Cut. A podcast where Michael and Dave only watch the beginnings and ends of your favorite movies and TV shows and try to figure out the middle. Just search The Center Cut everywhere you find podcasts. And remember, it's always better in the center. <laughs>